0: It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Live. Once again, I am here in the studio, Becky Taylor, and um, I'm also streaming live on Facebook, so sometimes I know there's some of you out there that like to hop on Facebook and chat with me in between, and and it's just a lot of fun to be able to do come to you both live here in the station and live here on Facebook. So welcome to the show this morning, and um, it feels like, boy, that month went fast, didn't it? Here we are in December already, and we're only... 2 weeks away from Christmas oh, and I know and we're only about 8 months away from summer. <laughs> Who's counting down that? Who's counting down that already? But today I am I am super blessed to have a um a, a guest with me in the the studio and live on Facebook as well. And this woman I have met actually when she was on the campaign trail. And we've kind of known each other before just in, I don't know how our paths just kind of crossed here and there, whether it's just through Facebook or, you know, we, we're kindreds, you know, we have a lot in common. But this woman um, who actually ran for an office and purposely chose during that time, during her season of campaigning, she, she was running for the um, chair, the open chair on the Bellingham County Council. And... Um, and, and for those of you that have missed knowing her, you're going to miss not having this woman on the county council. She's literally one of the smartest, most thoughtful. And so when I say thoughtful, I, I mean, like, she's so kind and thoughtful. Well, she is. She's thoughtful. I mean, think big. This gal thinks outside of boxes. She asks questions and digs and things that make you go, hmm, who would ever even think to... Think that big outside of the box, but Hannah Ordo, Ordos or Ordo, Ordos, Ordos. Hannah Ordos, um, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, is is literally one of the most, the smartest, inquisitive, open hearted, open minded, um, balanced and fair footed and fair minded person that I've probably met in my life, and she knows a lot about a lot of things because. As she said this morning her well, as we were getting out of the car, she's like "I'm kind of like that annoying five year old that just says why 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 and so i want I, I I just gave you a little of my feeling on her bio because this is not a political conversation we're gonna be having this morning um by the way, even though she ran for this office, she did it because she asked so many questions why and I believe she would have been one of the the county council's greatest I would say thorns in their flesh (laughs) (laughs) just to continue to ask why and she has been because she's been at every single county council meeting for years and years and years so she knows pretty much everything about everything and maybe even knows a little bit more about the council members because she has the time and she makes the time to ask questions and then go ferret out answers so she's she's sadly not in that seat and for the you know, the few people that did not vote for her, I'm sorry. I'm, I really feel sorry for you because you missed out on a really, really good one, but I didn't today. So I've, I'm so blessed to have you in the station. And she just came in here because we're just going to have a rocking conversation. Yep. And, and, um, and this is her first time in the station, like on radio ever. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so much fun. And Go you know what? Me back and in. the yeah. thing is, we just talk into the, we basically are just talking to each other and we're talking to microphones. Because, can I give you a little insight for those of you guys out there and, and maybe on Facebook? And hi, good morning, everybody. Oh, si- my sister is always there. T- hi, Trisha, and and my hubby, Gloria. Great to see you this morning. So just, just shouting out. The, I know you're there, but I don't know who's actually listening on the radio this morning. Sometimes you think, Everybody's sleeping on a Saturday morning. Who really listens to this show anyway? That's why we like to stream it on Facebook. because At least I know there's a few bodies out there. Thanks for the loves, by the way. And so anyway, this morning, um, I decided, you come on here with me and let's just have some fun. Let's talk. She stretches me a lot and challenges me even in some of these conversations. But you know where I want to go today. This is kind of what I want to go, where, where we're going to start going with. Because she's got some stories of her own. And we're actually, you know, I've been dancing around this for, um, it feels like almost two years. I think November will be two years that I've been doing this now on the radio. And we've been, hi, Pam. Good morning. Good morning, Carrie. Nick, great to see you this morning. So glad you guys joined me. Thank you. <laughs> At least I know there's a couple of you. And my buddy, Kurt, all the way from, he's out of state. He's one of my good friends. He's on there, too. But we're going to be, I've been dancing around this issue, Hannah, for a couple years now and anybody that knows me and has heard me on the radio show I've always been the like hold the line don't do this and I was one of those early comers in in the whole um pandemic that came out and said this there's something wrong my every alarm system went out we're not going to be talking about that necessarily but everybody knows that soon after that Initial lockdown, then came the, the other mandates. Mm-hmm. And then they started covering our faces with masks, you know, telling us that they were something that's going to save grandma. And, and people just bought all that. And then they started coming out with the, what they called the vaccine. And I call it an inoculation because it is clearly not a vaccine. And over the last week alone, Hannah, what has come out about that particular vaccine is staggering. Absolutely staggering. And let alone that, and then what happened in that whole that whole series of the last two years has also brought a greater awareness to then every vaccine since that one came out. Now everybody's taking a harder look at even the childhood vaccine schedule and what's going on with childhood vaccine, especially when they were starting to say, oh, this is good for kids. Let's get this COVID, what they called a vaccine, and give it to our kids. And then by then, I'm just, I'm going bonkers. I'm like, I'm going to lay my body down in front of any of my kids' this car or any that I know if they're trying to take their child to go get a, a child, tiny child to get a COVID vaccine. I was just, my alarm bells were going off, and this was right when it started. Well, just in the last week alone, let alone the last year alone, people have been talking about what's been going on. But let's kind of let's let's pivot a little bit, um, and I want to hear your story because you started having a little some questions about even the uh, childhood vaccines. And your my kids are in the in the era of the 1980s, and so in the 80s, let me kind of give you a little bit of background here, and I'm going to hit the cough button. Hold on, <coughs> I don't even think that paused it. So sorry for the cough my cough button didn't work i don't think did it <laughs> that's not my fault that my cough button didn't work but excuse me anyway 1986 did you know that in 1986 there were only 11 childhood vaccines for their whole lifespan and um we're kind of ringing here a little bit maybe it's my ears being too loud um, here we go okay good job my, my our little we i have the coolest by the way the gal that sits behind the screens and makes every, all this happen and makes all these things she's she's cool you know she 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 keeps us in line just to let you know keeps Uh, it running she keeps it running smoothly back here and she's about ready to cut me off for the first break here (laughs) any minute now so tell me when i'm gone when it's time okay all right you guys sorry i'm going to come back because we've got a lot to talk about obviously but we'll talk to you after the break
2: oh there's no place like home for the holidays especially a warm and comfortable home. This year, deck the halls with an upgrade to your heating and cooling system and get a free water heater. Hi, I'm John Barron, owner of Barron Heating AC Electrical and Plumbing. From a new heat pump to a heating and cooling system upgrade, we're offering special incentives this holiday season, sure to warm your home and fill your heart with joy. Family-owned and operated for over 50 years, Barron backs all our work with 100% satisfaction guarantee and five-star customer service. For a limited time, Barron is offering a free water heater with the purchase of a new heating and cooling system or $500 off the HVAC system of your choice. With short wait times, fast track to installation, and flexible payment options, you'll be happy in a million ways because for the holidays, you can't beat warm, sweet home. Baron, your full-service HVAC, electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives.
3: Hey Bellingham, we're, we're the, the Parkers. Parkers from
1: Parker Eco Pest Control. It's that time of year when rodents, ants and other pests creep inside for warmth. We're your local specialists in poison-free rodent control like trapping, sealing up holes and even rodent birth control. We offer eco-friendly
4: options with an emphasis on
1: the friendly. For service without the rigmarole, call Parker Pest Control. Call or click now to instantly
3: book online. We'll see you soon.
0: New Year's Eve party for a cause. Support the Ferndale Food Bank and enjoy a night of celebration at the Ferndale Event Center. Your $75 ticket or $120 for couples includes mouth-watering appetizers, live music by Sunset Superman, and a champagne toast at midnight, and a no-host bar, too. An unforgettable evening of music, laughter, and the warmth of giving back with proceeds benefiting the Ferndale Food Bank. Doors open at 7. Every ticket makes a difference. Find ticket link and details on the Ferndale Food Bank Facebook page.
2: The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Back in? Okay, we're back. Okay. You know why I had that little break? I got to talk to Hannah in my my awesome Facebook world. And oh my goodness, um, I'm... Can you tell that I'm a little more nervous today? I feel like I'm stumbling over my words this morning, Hannah. Um, I'm a little more nervous because I really haven't just come out and talked about this. And finding out that the presidential debate that just took place a couple nights ago, a question on the vaccines was actually censored. It They shut down the radio, um, the whole radio show, like, this is the first time it's ever happened. So, um, when Megan Kelly asked Rams, uh, you know, Vivek about the horrifying failure of the federal vaccine liability program, which came out in 1986. And, it, and so he, she, she asked a question. All of a sudden, boom, the whole thing went, oops, we're temporarily off the air. And they censored that whole section. It was a total intentional censoring. So the fact that they're like, uh-oh, you know, this is something that we didn't really want um, everybody to really know about, that there was a censor that took place that back in 1986, and actually it came through Ronald Reagan, apparently. I don't know the exact backstory, but it's all it's all out there now. Now that that happened, it really even got bigger. And that, that at that point, then all major vaccine creators and Pfizer's and all them can no longer be liable for the vaccines that they produce no longer liable so it is a that is a thing now so if you you know if you want to try to say hey I had a terrible reaction or I had a um an event they're like oh sorry you know (laughs) we uh we, uh, we were not responsible for your vaccine that you just put in your body. It was, it's not even your choice. They made you put vaccines in your children in order for them to even go to school. But back in 1986, my kids, they only got like 11 vaccines total over their whole lifespan. And I was in that category, probably even less as me. And, you know, back in 1962 to 70 or something, you know, when I was getting vaccinated, I remember being at school, they, putting that thing in your arm and giving you a sugar cube or whatever at school. Mm -hmm. But now they don't necessarily do that. But, but there are now, so think of this 1986, there were 11 given. And then by 2000, now 2023, um, you get your first vaccine the day you're born. That's chilling to me that this little teeny, freshy newborn baby um, gets its first vaccine the day it's born. And it's, it's called the hep B. And they knew back in 2013 that the United States has the highest first-day infant mortality in the entire industrialized world. Like, that is the highest on day one. And that's the first day that these little infants are getting their first vaccine. And we have the highest first-day infant mortality So in the, in the known world. So that's crazy that that stats out there to let you know that we're putting something in the little baby. So the purpose of what I'm we're talking about today, you guys, is that we're wanting to make you go hmm, hmm. things that make you go hmm, mm-hmm. right, yeah. right, and and start questioning. And that's why why I love that you're here with me, Hannah. And I'm just kind of opening the show to kind of set the foundation of what we're going to talk about because Hannah's a big hmm. Let's let's think about this and that one hep v um, vaccine has never had a trial you know what did you know that no vaccines have ever had any safety trials none like did not know that it's kind of chilling there is the there is one childhood vaccine that had a half a six-month trial that's it and it's the top selling drug of all time kind of chilling and made by pfizer So there's not a lot of trials on our vaccine, and you guys can see that for yourself. It's all out there. And I'll give you, I'm going to actually post it on Facebook in this chat, uh, probably one of the most chilling, uh, it's not even an interview, it's actually the data and facts on vaccines that made me like go, I've got to talk about this. We've got to talk about this. And at the very best, first thing, shame off you for for believing your doctors and just going and getting all these injections. Because when you went to the doctor and your baby was only two months old, they injected five needles into your baby Wow! at five months old. And then, um, no, that was, sorry, that was two months old. Oh, sorry, that was wrong. That's even more chilling. So the first day that little freshies out, they fill it with Hep B. And then two months later, they come and put five more needles in your baby and inject this stuff into their little freshy bodies. And then at four months they go and put five more into their little freshy bottles bodies. And then at six months they put eight needles into your little freshie's body. I mean, and then it goes on. And then it's then it's then at twelve months they put six more. And it doesn't stop there. And then I didn't I just by then I was so overwhelmed because then they have fifteen months, eighteen months, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, seven years. 8 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old, 11 years old. You get 4 more. And you get another hep B, by the way, just in case, at 11 years old. And then you have 13, 14, 15. I mean, I can't even tell you. There's the vaccine schedule. I have it here. Can I hold it up for you Facebook people? See that little green on Facebook and see the red? Oh, that's going into your child. And we wonder why. So, Hannah, talk to us. Tell me the story you told me because you... You had some things happen with your two boys, and your boys were in in that little later, right?
4: Well, I mean, if I could go back a little bit. So you, that, you, talk, you know, I, talk to me here. I think one of the things that we chatted about was, you know, I think it's, first of all, we need to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what side of the spectrum you find yourself on, mm-hmm. um, it's important that we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first step is just we should all be able to have conversations about the medical field. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like what you would call. We all need a healthy dose of medical skepticism. Yes. And I was sharing with you. For me, that started. You know, I didn't know if I was going to be a, a parent,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, and I met the love of my life in my early 30s. And when we started talking about the thoughts of having a kid, um, you know, I was at that age. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean now. I've, People have them at fifty, I guess, but you know at that time, you know if you were over thirty five your days of your days of childhood bearing were were almost over mm-hmm. and uh and I went through a bunch of testing, I had polycystic ovaries um I had a bunch of different female health issues, and an endocrinologist said, "Hey, you know, if you ever want to have kids." it's not going to be without medical intervention. Mm. And like many things in my life, when you tell me I can't do something, I'm like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, you That's know, the best. And I changed, you know, I mean, I studied, I dug deep because having a kid was very, very important for me and my partner. And uh, and I changed everything about my lifestyle. I got rid of all the toxins in my household. I changed my cleaners. I got rid of my perfume. I changed mm. my skincare. care. Mm-hmm. Um, I I joined a gym. I did a boot camp. I did I cut out all the horrible things in my diet. And you know, fast forward. You know, I have a 16 year old and a 12 year old. So um, so I kind of beat that medical hurdle mm-hmm. for me. Wow. But I think the one that that I had shared with you that that you're kind of leading up to is that you know when I had my first son, there was just not something right. Um, at first, they thought I was an over paranoid older parent. I was bringing my son into the doctor every couple of days, and I'm like, something is not right here. Um, I had a good pediatrician, and he said, you know, ma'am, he goes, typically we don't do this test. Um, and he goes, but we're going to do it this time. And, uh, and I got a call. My mom was holding my son. It was the next day, and they said, um, Hannah, don't even pack your son's bags. You rush him into the emergency room. Mm-hmm. We need to see him right away. He has an infection. Mm. Um, that was a moment that forever changed my life, but it also changed my perspective on the medical field because yeah. medical doctors, practitioners, they're people just like us.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And um and and they found their information and um they're not they're not perfect mm-hmm. and they don't have all the answers. Um and I know we're getting ready to come up on a break and and so um
1: Yeah, are we hard now? Okay, we're yeah. gonna go on that hard so break I'll, now and she's I'll gonna finish, finish up story when to finish when we her come story. back. <laughs>
3: The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store, almost 10,000 square feet. The Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel, along with way more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a liquor department featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits, wines, and mixers. And of course, you'll want to check out the huge selection of ice cold beer in their massive beer cave. Want to grab a quick bite for breakfast or lunch? Don't feel like cooking dinner? At the Lummy Bay Market, you'll find a great hot deli counter, including our brand new fried chicken, chicken tenders, and chicken wings with all the fix ins. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I 5 at exit 260 on Rural Avenue, open 24 hours, 7 days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where, where there's more in the store. Cozy up this fall and winter with new motion furniture from Wilson's Furniture. If you haven't checked out what used to be called reclining furniture in a while, you're in for some surprises. Wilson's has a huge selection of single recliners in an amazing array of styles and fabrics and leather, as well as love seats, couches, and sectionals. Have an entertainment room? Check out the selection of theater style seating at Wilson's. Check out the models that feature Power Recline, allowing you to pick the precise position to relax and or watch the big game in. And several models. Models are battery powered. No need to be tethered to an outlet. Stop into Wilson's Furniture today with their huge selection that you'll find in stock and ready for delivery. Your biggest challenge will be deciding what to choose. And the motion furniture experts at Wilson's will be there to help you find the style that's perfect for your home and budget. Wilson's open seven days a week
0: and online 24-7 at wilsonhomefurnishings.com hi this is joe Tien from kgmi this holiday season it's more important than ever to do your shopping locally local businesses are and always have been the backbone of our local communities when you spend your holiday dollars locally it supports our families friends and neighbors and keeps our economy strong so if you live here please shop here if you shop online please shop on the sites of our local businesses celebrating our local businesses and community happy holidays from cascade radio group and kgmi CBS News Brief. The Texas Supreme Court is putting a court ruling on hold that would have allowed Kate Cox, whose fetus has a fatal diagnosis, to get an abortion. CBS Parker. Cox says her doctors told her her baby may not live longer than a week once born and that her pregnancy complications could prevent her from having children in the future. Now to the Israel-Hamas war as the United States vetoes a U.N. Security Council demand for an immediate ceasefire. Robert Wood is a U.S. Deputy U.N. Ambassador. Unfortunately,
2: Nearly all of our recommendations were ignored, and the result of this rush process was an imbalanced resolution that was divorced from reality.
0: President Biden's son Hunter is now facing nine new tax evasion indictments. Before that happened, he told a podcast critics are taunting him.
4: There is no doubt in my mind, and this might sound like some crazy hyperbole, is that they're trying to kill me through other means. Um, Oh, yeah. And I
0: just won't let them. CBS News Brief.
1: All right, welcome back, Hannah. Continue your story. That was a long break. It felt like a long break, but this is going to go fast. So um, carry on because this is important. So fast forward, I'm at Peace Health with my,
4: he was under two weeks old. So we're talking 10, 11 year old child. I'm a first time mother. Um, I just remember the quickness of IVs going into his arm. They did a blood draw out of his head and just the panic that I felt. And no one knew the answer to what was wrong. Um, It came back that he had E. coli. Mm. Um, They didn't know how he got it. They Mm -hmm. didn't know if it was in the hospital, if it was transferred by me. Um, I just remember on the eighth day that we were there, I had to hold my child on a board because they put dye through his system to see Mm. if his kidneys were failing. Mm. So the reason why I share that story doesn't have anything to do with vaccines, Mm -hmm. but it has to do with medical skepticism. Mm -hmm. Had I not had the intuition that something was wrong Mm -hmm. and my pediatrician had not followed my gut instinct because that's all it was.
5: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, I have family in the medical field, but I'm not a medical practitioner, Mm -hmm. but I knew something wasn't right. Um, It was guaranteed that I would have woke up within a few days and my son would have been labeled as an infant mortality who died of SIDS. Mm. So that's the road that we were heading down. Um, you know, fast forward from that, I shared the story of um, my second son. Um, we found out after an ear infection or two that he was allergic to homoxicillin. Mm, so here wow. I have a situation with two children. Antibiotics likely saved my first child's life. Mm-hmm. Antibiotics would likely kill my second son. Mm, imagine that. So you're faced with these situations as a parent, that you have to be a medical advocate for your children. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have to learn to follow your gut instincts. And I think sometimes when society shuts off these conversations about um, about medical um, medical interventions, medical issues, situations, when they cut off those conversations, it dumbs down our intuition as mm. parents and, give, and caregivers. Mm, good point. And I think mm. that's the important part. So, you know, you have a lot more information about vaccines. I will tell you the path that I took as a parent. Having those scares early on mm-hmm. is um, mm-hmm. I called myself a responsible vaccinator i don 't know what that means today. I think my version of that would change, mm-hmm. but um, you know sixteen years ago, um, what that meant for me is that when I brought my when I brought my son and especially my first one because we were so medically fragile mm-hmm. is that I spaced out every vaccine. Mm-hmm. Just in case. So I live in the world of medical what ifs. Yeah. So just in case there was a reaction, I wanted to know where it came from. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do combos. I didn't do five shots in a day. Um, I think that I probably really frustrated my pediatrician's nurse Mm -hmm. um, because I would take the extra trips um, because I wanted to make sure. Now, I am also a parent who's never taken my children to fast food. Mm-hmm. They've never been to a fast food restaurant That's with amazing. me. Ooh. I'm also a parent that never gave my children Tylenol because why would you put red dye in a medication Mm. for children? That always perplexed me. Like, why would you do that?
1: Yeah. Um, Ouch. And and, and Mm. we
4: survived. Mm -hmm. You know, now they talk about they don't give Tylenol to babies when Mm -hmm. they bring them into the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. But that used to be the first thing. It was. If you remember, that's the first thing. Well, they Mm -hmm. may get
1: a fever. Well guess what? Fevers are great. Yep. Now that's a big thing yeah. right now. Is Unless that, you reach them... hundred and four yes. degrees. Yes. And you know, I yeah. was just sure that, that yeah. it's kinda it's that's kind of a little bit new. I just shared that with my children. We're like don't don't take don't throw Tylenol down their throat right away when they get it back. Well it's you know, you know a, even a I mean,
4: it's a little off topic, but even with a fever, mm-hmm. a fever is what tells your body there's something not right. And if you dumb that down yeah. with Tylenol because it's a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or you might get a, a night's, you know, restlessness of mm-hmm. sleep. Um, again, we're dumbing down our ability to be able to assess something's going wrong. Yeah. You know, and this is part, you know, I go back to what I said, and I'm glad you're you're a lot more calm now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm calm now. <laughs> um, is that we need it's to be so bold enough to have these conversations, mm-hmm. even
1: if half the people listening right now are going man, these ladies, you know, they're not they're doctors. Crazy. Yeah, we're they're, they're crazy. And that's a thats a good point right there. We're not, and I'm not. Yeah. I am just one of those, I, w- I want to know people. I want to know too. And I've been researching this for 30 years, but eight years very, very, very deeply. And like you said, you, you're the what if person, right? Yep. You're the person that is like, what if, and you inquir- inquiring minds want to know. You're that five-year-old, why, 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 why? That's kind of where we're at right here.
4: Well and and I'm a parent. So ultimately,
5: mm-hmm.
4: I ultimately, even if the even if I abdicate my parental authority to a doctor who makes a decision and I agree with them then that's what we're gonna do for my kid, I'm responsible for that. Mm-hmm. I'm accountable for that. That doctor doesn't come home with me. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and cradle a, a child who is who is suffering from a poor decision that was made. And we can deny it all we want. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There are people who have been injured from medical
5: interventions. Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, that's fact, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important that we're having the conversation. Thank you for being courageous, though, Becky. I mean, I think if more of us would just st- stand up and say, Let's talk about yes. this. We don't have to agree.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Right. But let's talk about it right? because that's how things get better. Echo chambers and silos is not, you know, I, I think one of the comments I shared with you is that, you know, when I had my first son, when I was a child, one out of 10,000 children had autism. When I had my first son, it was one out of 1,000. When I had my second son, it was one out of 100. Mm. With all of the medical advancements that we've had out there, And we've had a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have prosthetics and we have amazing things. It's amazing. With all of the medical intervention, um, are our kids getting healthier? Mm -hmm. You know, along with that medical intervention, I think, have we experienced more in medication advancement, Mm -hmm. you know, and has Mm -hmm. it made us a healthier population? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Those are the questions that I ask.
1: You know, and and one thing, I kind of say that again, the difference between... Medicine, and 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 what's the advancing in in the world of medicine? For example, I mean, I shattered my wrist two and a half years ago, shattered it, and I would not have gone to um, my dentist or somebody else or even a naturopath, which I do. Naturopathic, homeopathic is my method of medicine. I would have not gone to my homeopath and said, "Can you fix my shattered wrist?" No, I went to a, a, a professional that knows bones and how to put my bones. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Lord, that we have modern medicine that knows how to make prosthetics. Bless knows the surgeons. Yes, and the <laughs> surgeons and those that know how to put our bodies back together. But then there's a difference between um, modern medicine and the advancement of medications. Mm-hmm. That, is our to- that is our topic of conversation here is the medications um, that... You know that are out there right now that they're being pumped into our bodies, and mm-hmm. probably the biggest conversation that I am instigating today, and that Hannah and I are having, is is taking that um, responsibility to yourself and doing your own research. The body doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. That's why it gets a fever. I'm not kidding. I'm sick right now. I'm going to tell you that I'm got something in my body that I'm that is is hurting me or it's coming ag- I'm trying to come against the body doesn't lie but we need to start listening and stop dumbing mm-hmm. down the conversation by just assuming that these m- medicators that have put this med- medicine this schedule out why did they go from 11 to f- hundreds now pumping into children and go back to that other conversation st- finish that thought Hannah when you were saying that the health of our children because of these medications, if we are medicating more, why aren't we healthier?
4: Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, these are the things that I ponder as a parent, right? Is that, you know, in industrialized nations, we spend more money on healthcare than many of the other ones. So you would think if we invest more money if if we have these you know what we call great breakthroughs, then why do we have such an unhealthy population, and why do we have such unhealthy children? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember as as I remember as an adult, um, onset adult diabetes. Mm-hmm. It was a thing that happened when you were like in your fifties or sixties, and it was usually because of the choices that you made. Mm-hmm. But now we have we have children in middle school. That have become so unhealthy. They're they're suffering from things that we didn't expect to suffer until we were in our fifties, sixties, or seventies. Even mm-hmm. um, that's heartbreaking to me. That's the conversations that I that I think we should be having more of. Is that, you know, look at what we've done to our food systems and our food supply. Oh, my word. I mm-hmm. mean, goodness, this Wait, could, that's a, that's a whole yeah, other show. This I mean, <laughs> we could talk for the next year on these types of things, <laughs> but. Um, I think these are important conversations to to have and to question, mm-hmm. and it's and I and I feel like it's gloriously okay to question. The, See, that's why the I love you, thing. Hannah.
1: That's yeah. why that's why we need people like you. It's gloriously okay to question these yeah. things, to challenge these things, and to talk about these. Mm-hmm. Especially, I look at you know I'm now a grandparent, going to be a, one of nine, and you know there's a lot of decisions that that my children are now having that are completely on a different level of medicine and modern medicine than what I made for them and i apologize that for i apologize to them for even giving them what i did because i understand it in in the whole vaccine thing and now i have two daughters that are absolutely have never never Never. They're, they're, mm-hmm. And I had uh, uh, another friend, Coutsy, who was was also going to be on the show with me, who has five now, some in teenagers, some older. All her five children have never had a needle in their body once. So she knew this way back then. So she was mm-hmm. one of those that really was another forecomer. And she's got the healthiest children. My grandkids that have never been vaccinated are literally the healthiest children in their, in their little sphere. And so not that... Vaccinated children are not healthy because there are some very healthy children out yep. there. But the, there is the question, why are? It's not, I'm not blaming one thing and I'm not shaming anybody ever. That's the thing. I never, sh- I a shame off you because we have lived in a culture that we trust what our doctors and pediatricians mm-hmm. tell us. And they trusted what they were taught yep. in the schools that they were taught in which is what makes your story Hannah so incredible that you just followed your own gut yep. And, yep. and and how important that is
4: well and I think that's why I'm really protective of things that dumb us down mm-hmm. you know and, and and I don't say that in a disparaging way I think that we can't possibly know everything about everything we can try mm-hmm. you know so we pick and choose the things that are most important for me I had to learn very early on that those, my time spent had to be researching and advocating for the health of my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and I vaccinated my kids, and if I knew the things that I know now— I mean, you're clearly more on top of the things um, with what you're researching. I likely would have done things differently. There's some that I regret. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's some that I still challenge myself. Would I do this? Would I not? But I think that's the important part of the conversation mm-hmm. as parents. We should be able to have those conversations openly and honestly mm-hmm. with our medical practitioners mm-hmm. on what's right for some children may not be right for others. Yes. Yes, you know, and that's the point that I like to emphasize with everyone is that there is no one size fits all in the medical field. Mm -hmm. There's not. Yes,
1: and 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 they have kind of pigeonholed this Mm -hmm. schedule into a one size. This is for every Mm -hmm. child. That's why they do this right out of freshy day one. And we're at a hard break, so we'll talk to you. This is it. We're almost done. We got one (laughs) more left. Okay, we'll see you in a minute.
2: This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and I'm sharing with you a very exciting announcement. I have made the decision to rejoin LPL Financial Services. I originally joined what was then Private Ledger in December of 1981 as one of about 300 representatives. I rejoin them now with over 21,000 representatives, over $1.3 trillion under management, and LPL is now part of the S&P 500 Index. In addition to discussing the latest financial news each week on Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI, I will share with you some of the reasons for this decision. Please join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday for our live Wealth Wake Up show
3: or our 9 a.m. show on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced in this show, program, podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable to you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a
0: decision. The Hawks are back to defend home turf December 18th on Monday
2: Night Football against the reigning NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, and we're giving you a chance to win your way in. To register, visit this station's website and click the Contest tab. Then fill out a registration form for the Seahawks vs. Eagles ticket giveaway, and you could win a pair of tickets to see the Hawks at Lumen Field in primetime. Entries are open until December 15th at 10 a.m. For contest rules and more details, please visit this station's website. Go Hawks!
1: Well, welcome back, and we are already at the end. We have one last little segment here that we're gonna we're gonna chat with you about, and we've really talked about. You know, we're having this conversation, and and as 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 nervous as this has made me, I kind of stumbled my way through the whole first the whole first part of this. As nervous as this has made me to kind of break out this conversation, I'm glad I have, and I'm I'm glad it's with you, Hannah. Really, you you've made this very very much easier on me so thank you for sharing this conversation with me but you know what what kinda started this whole thing that I'm like okay I've gotta get on the air I've gotta just go there and talk about this because we can't keep ourselves in an echo chamber and I'm like if I even had if I could even just cause one person to dig a little deeper go hmm and open their their thoughts to w- w- why Mm-hmm.
4: Well, it's just, it's like I said, if we cannot have conversations
1: that we disagree
4: about, then nobody wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just, we have to keep talking about this with one another because as more information comes out, we evolve the conversation. We involve conversations, then people win. Yes. You know, then we get healthier children, then we get a better medical field, then we get more
1: people Mm -hmm. um, advocating for their own health. So. Um, and, 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 we've talked about this a little bit in the last couple of years, you know, when I've, I've had medical professionals on here, I've had, um, uh, people on the show that were vaccine injured and she shared her story, myocarditis and beyond that she's still, um, dealing with to this day. And, um, we've talked about, we've, I've brought people on that, that, you know, COVID protocols kills where we had a, uh, very open conversation about the practices during COVID and how um, I know now personally in my own personal one reach world, approximately six deaths that were happened at the hands of doctors. So we've had, I've had those you guys know, (laughs) I've been the one that's handled some really tough conversations on this show, but this just came out um, and a medical officer um, of the, the, you know, in the, um, The armed forces. He came out and put out a video, and he put out the data of the most recent database. And he had a database, and in the military they can keep very, very tight uh, records, right? They Mm -hmm. do. Medical records are are real accurate. And this is the first one that came out, and I'm like, I kind of got to talk about this. And then since then, we've had four other national and international studies that have come out just on. This um, this COVID inoculation that was mandated, and it was mandated in, as we all know, in the military. And they just recently said, "Never mind, you don't have to have a COVID shot. Get in. We need you in the military, whether, and we won't make you get a, that COVID shot anymore." So that because they lost a lot of people that left the military because they wouldn't get a COVID shot. Here's the latest data from 2022 to today in July. Okay, so this was just between 2022 and now. And this was only the data on fixed-wing pilots and helicopter pilots. Get this. This is only two categories from the data um, of this that this man. This And he was like, here it is. He's showing his paperwork, and I'll send it. I'll, I'll post it here on the Facebook feed, too. Get this. Myocarditis rises 151%. Pulmonary heart disease rose 62%. Another heart, ischematic heart disease, 69. Heart failure, 973% increase. Hypertensive disease, 36. Other forms of heart disease, 63%. And cardiomyopathy, 152% increase since 2022 to July of 2023, just since they were required to get that vaccine. That was just... Out of one category of of officers, so that I I read that and I just I I kind of like I feel sick to my stomach now I I that actually caused me to feel nauseous going look what they have done because of a a a, 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 a what they called vaccine that had zero research on it to our people but now just just came out this week um, another study that came out showing the damages to this, the spike protein, and they're all out there. There's multi-pages. It's 20 doctors that got together, and it actually went into PubMed. So there's four, four different major studies. One just came out of, of New Zealand, one just came out of Korea, and one came out of North Korea, and they have all the data gathered together and what has taken place with just this COVID vaccine. That they're still, It's still FDA-approved at this point, but it's about ready to crumble um, it, it, I think that's going to come out pretty soon. And because people started asking questions because of what was happening in the health of many of their people and loved ones, and then doctors, they just couldn't stop looking at the data at that point.
4: See, so, you now this is a perfect example of, you know, I told you I live in the world of what ifs. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we'll, put, we'll apply skepticism to this too. Mm-hmm. What if only a fraction of that information is true? There you go. That's still enough Mm -hmm. to cause, it should cause you enough to be, we need to keep being curious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I shared with you on the way here is that, you know, I mean, I review a lot of information on a lot of different topics. And my whole goal when I find something that's uncomfortable is I keep searching just to try to prove myself wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the things that I think about, I don't want to be right. And so I'm, I'm not interested in staying in an echo chamber, just saying, okay, this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be wrong about a lot of these mm-hmm. things. I would love for that information to be inaccurate, mm-hmm. you know, and fortunately what happens is a lot of th- studies come out like this and we keep looking into it and we're not finding things that saying they're wrong particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, back to the medical skepticism is we just need to remain curious, mm-hmm. We need to make sure we're still having these conversations. And keep being bold, Becky. People don't always have to agree with everything that you say. But, man, inspire people to stand up.
1: And I don't want everybody to (laughs) necessarily agree because I don't believe that I'm right about everything. I am just, I'm kind of the questioner. And and bless Dick Donahue for asking me to come on this show. I don't know if he knew what he was getting himself (laughs) into, actually, (laughs) when he did. Because I kind of decided to to be one that said, I just at least want to get I want to get these conversations going, and I just want people to pause, slow down, say, hmm, and and not, like you said, um, you use the word that we dumb down because we just fall into the belief yeah. that because all this stuff has been told and we just automatically believe it, and how many parents through the years have been called liars because- mm-hmm they You're lying. this did not cause your child this. and they're like, the only common denominator here is that this went into my child's body, and within a few days they they darkened. and I, there's actually forty to seventy percent of parents say that, and yet they're still being called liars. I mean, what do you what do you do as a parent to that? Ah. i
4: I think it goes back to what I said early on. You know, we need to question these things. I have, there's a medication out there that saved one of my children's lives and there's a medication, that same exact medication could kill my other one. Mm -hmm. And that is a litmus test I give to myself when I'm making decisions regarding health of my family and friends and the people that I care about is that the same me, one of the greatest medical interventions, they said, right, is the antibiotic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it can kill and one person was, and right? it can save the life of another one. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we need to remember is that the medical, the whole medical apparatus is not perfect mm-hmm. because we're not all the same. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, we need to remain curious mm-hmm. and we... Y- People don't, li- people don't like to have these topics, but here's one of the things that just came to mind about you, Becky, is that your boldness to have these conversations, if we get more comfortable doing this, we're going to get friends and family back. Mm. How many friends and family members have we lost mm-hmm. because we're so nervous about mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. these things? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. you, Saturday, you know, month after month, when you bring up these controversial topics, we'll call them controversial. <laughs> and they are um, sometimes, a lot but, of times. But- when we're able to chat about them and agree and disagree, um, this is how we get people that we've lost these last couple of years back into our lives, mm-hmm. you know, being able to talk again about things that we may not, you know, we have more common ground, mm-hmm. I think, than 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 our egos want us to recognize mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we need
1: to get back to that. And that is why Hannah is here, because she balances even me, you know, and she balances the The part you know this was not a political conversation, but when she was running for office, you had to say to these this the parties that are uh, you know uh, are very obvious in our political system to go we actually and I, you said this to me to uh, that you've said to others and to myself, we have more in common than we 're willing to bridge, but we 've created this wall of barrier saying you are only that and I am only this and so mm-hmm. we really don't have any common ground because I have this belief and you have that belief. Oh my word that's why uh, you know we've lost family members and friends mm-hmm. during this whole thing is because of that polarizing mentality when it, when it if we could just have a conversation without getting heated. Now passion and heat and arguing is different yep. you know I'm passionate about putting things out there and let's talk about it and maybe that this and it, and if you're passionate about you want to you feel like I was I'm I'm still going to go get more booster shots and stuff that that's totally fine and shame I'm not shaming anybody for it yeah. but I am caught saying please just stand back pause my daughter said that on one of the shows we did one time just pause and go hmm, think about it
4: well I'm going to take a page out of your book okay. and what you were just saying is you know divisiveness mm-hmm. Um, divisiveness and fear. So you bring those two things into any conversation. It could be politics, it yeah. could be the medical field. Um, it hijacks your ability to use discernment and good judgment. And I you know, sometimes people like to do that. you know, mm-hmm. They like to run off divisiveness and fear because then you don't follow your gut. Then you don't think for for yourself. Mm-hmm. and and then who gets to make the decisions?
1: Mm-hmm. And how many of us as parents have gone in with our children? Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden they get that pressure, hard pressure. Mm-hmm. Their gut says this: I'm bringing my child into, to this or myself, and they feel this pressure. This yep. I hear the music queuing. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much. Um, and, and and we're like, okay, I'm just not going to say anything. Don't give in to medical. Bullies. I'm just going to listen to. I'm just <laughs> going to go ahead and listen to what my doctor says and kind of trust, even though your gut's going, I am sick. Yeah. Yep. So, you guys. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this conversation today, Hannah. God bless you. You're so awesome, and we were, i knew you we would have so me much my fun. First time. You know, and I'm—I'm I'm always going to say that you know the greatest—the is it my off hard? Oh, the greatest thing we have is what we what we have. America will be saved, but you've got to stand up and start saying, "I believe this," and I'm going to hold the line. We love you. God bless you. God bless America. And we'll see you again in four weeks.
5: Always
4: love to y'all. have the conversation.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah.